yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Hecabor. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. So you went to Universal for the second time in two weeks? Yes. All right. Yes. Because our passes were good until the end of this week. So okay. got another visit in. This time we took my brother and mm-hmm. Oli. Yeah, it was awesome. Of course, hit Harry Potter again. Buck in the jar. Olivia rode Jurassic Park. Nice. Three times. And that was her last one there of being terrified of good. it. And it was a big deal. And she really got me because she can act so well. Like, she really, because usually I can tell when she's joking. Mm-hmm. We ended the ride and it was my nightmare. She started crying. Why? The fuck with me. Oh. It worked. Totally. Me and Doug were like, <gasps> oh, and no. she was like, ah, ha, ha. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, because the drop was like nothing. I was expecting yeah. the way they make that building. I'm like, how far up is that mm-hmm. drop? And I was like, that was nothing. But yeah, she started crying and she can do it good. Whatever like, dude she ends up with is <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, there's no way to tell. I was like, oh my God. And then we wrote it like two more times. And okay. yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was the big deal was like she got over like a major fear. You know, other than Walking Dead, if they ever start that one up. Sure. She's not going in that one. <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> Well, this is Rob and Mike. You're listening to Stand Up Dads. Even before the show started, Mike owes a buck for the uh, Harry Potter jar. I, I will owe more because I love talking yeah, about yeah. it. And <laughs> well, we're, the good news is uh, we're able to put a down payment on on our own studio that we're going to build. <laughs> yeah, but the between your Harry Potters and my swearing. Yep. Yep. Oh, damn it. Anyway, this week we're talking about peer pressure. It's not always bad. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, that is, there's times where peer pressure is not a, you know, it's a good thing. There's a positive yes. peer pressure because my kid is freaking feral <laughs> and he really needs other kids to help keep him in line. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit what we say, but he does care what the other kids say. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely different if yeah. another kid tells you like, that shirt's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or that shirt's got a, you know, something, but I love this. I'm going to wear it wherever. And then. You get made fun of, and you're like, I'm getting rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> if his little girlfriend sees him fart and sniff it, say, do you think she's going to like that? No. <laughs> but he'll do it like crazy around us. Yeah, until it happens, and then the peer pressure will start. <sighs> Joy. Well, here's an interesting take on peer pressure that I never thought of before. Here goes. This is one dude, uh, when we were in class, our teacher gave this book, this dude, he, uh, he, he wrote a series of books on different social ills, and this one particular book was about peer pressure. It was good. It was called uh, Green Eggs and Ham. It was, uh, <laughs> it was deep, man. I learned. You know what I'm saying? I got it, man. At first that dude was, hey, man, why don't you try some of these Green Eggs and Ham, man? And then dude was like, no, man. <laughs> Then the other dude was like, come on, man. You know, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Come on. I like that. I remember. Some stuff. The dude gave in in the end, man. That was sad. You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, I love green eggs and ham, man. It was nasty, man. Then I read the follow-up book. It was called uh, How Sam I Am Died of Botulism. That was, uh, 
And he rhymed with botulism somehow. <laughs> that was Tim Northern. I'll include a clip for that in the links. <laughs> it uh, makes you look at Dr. Seuss in a completely different way. It is. Yeah, it's true. Come on, culture. come on. Yeah, it's like, fuck off. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just try it. I'm going to harass you nonstop. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's like, yeah, it's good to try new things, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I don't know. I was thinking, you know, I asked Kim what was the stupidest thing she ever did, you know, based on peer pressure. Yeah. And she told me when she was, I think, junior high age. Yeah. And this is going to date all of us because uh, yeah. she got busted at Toys R Us for swapping the price stickers from a box of Magic Xan to a, a pack of batteries. Because oh. she didn't have enough to pay for the magic sand. <laughs> That's a good one. So they caught her in security, actually held oh. her back. And her parents are all dis. But the thing is, her friend told her to do it. <laughs> and the fucked up part is her friend's mom forbid her to hang out with Kim anymore because oh. she was a bad influence. And Kim's like, man, her fucking sister was stealing makeup from uh, oh. drugstores like left and right all the time. Wow. So, but the good thing is she learned her lesson real quick. Like she never did. Th- she didn't want to do it in the first place. But, but she learned the lesson and they didn't because the parents thought, it, yeah. yeah. She's still mad about it. <laughs> been <laughs> I over would 30 be too. years. She's still pissed off. I would like, still be too. Fuck that bitch. But I don't know. Did you ever do anything stupid for it? God, I'm sure I did. And it's just my terrible memory. Kid ones that where people got me to do something. I'm trying to or think. Or when you were doing it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's times I'm trying to, I tried to think a lot when I was a kid. I know when I was in my twenties, one that made me think, which is really horrible. I had, we had a party and a friend came over from one of my work buddies came. And when he came, he's like, I'm not drinking. (laughs) And for some reason I took that as like a personal affront. (laughs) And I was like, not only are you going to drink, you're going to drink from my skull mug. And I had this skull mug. It's this giant glass skull mug from like Treasure Island in Vegas. It was like at least 32 ounces, maybe more. And I don't know why, but he listened to me. He's like, but I don't want to. I'm like, you're going to drink out of it. And he drank out of it until he like vomited on the lawn. (laughs) And then I saw him like, what What an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even know why. Like, why did I get so mad? Why don't I just say, all right. But for some reason, I'm like, you shall not enter. <laughs> I remember you doing that shit to me in high school. Did I? Quit being a pussy. All right. And make you do yeah, it? Yeah, and make you drink or whatever. <laughs> like, okay, I want to hang out with Mike. <laughs> but peer pressure changes from when you're a kid to when you're an adult. Here's yeah. Hannibal Burris telling oh. us how. Okay. I'm 26. And it's funny how peer pressure has changed for me at 26 from when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, my friends would pressure me into like, Drinking and smoking weed at now 26, my friends pressure me into doing stuff like hiking. <laughs> hey, Hannibal, you want to hike? No, I don't want to hike. That sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> Why don't we walk somewhere that's paved where we're supposed to walk? <laughs> just in case that walk goes back, I just hop in a taxi. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, that's totally true. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, here, try kombucha. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't want to. <laughs> I have one friend that I, I still owe him because he was just like, come on. He wants me to go uh, backpacking with him. And I'm like, I don't, I hate camping. I don't want to backpack. And I said I would do it. So at some point I will. But then he describes how he likes to go backpacking. And mm-hmm. his is like wanting to go find areas that aren't 
on the path. I'm like, that's how yeah. these movies start when people it's die. True. This is how you get found by the people who live in the crevices and <laughs> eat <Yeah>. your liver. <laughs> but you feel so much better when you come back alive. No, no, that's not. I want the paved road. I want the hotel room. Because <laughs> you're, you're a soft little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to see where I have to get out of there. Yeah, I don't know. I miss backpacking. I haven't been able to do that in a while. I definitely couldn't reach the places I was able to reach before, my fat ass. Uh, I was thinking about like my first serious peer pressure where I did something wrong. Yeah. Was when I was 14 working at Togo's. Yeah. And I don't know if Togo's is everywhere. It's a sandwich shop. Yeah. And back then they sold beer. Mm-hmm. Let's see. A Budweiser long neck was 90 cents. That's how old I am. <laughs> wow. And a bag of chips was 45 cents. So any time, this is what I was told to do by the person. I think the statute of limitations has passed. So yeah. I'm not getting anyone in trouble. And you were like a minor. At I was the 14. Th- yeah. You shouldn't even, they were letting you sell the beer. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that's, the <laughs> well, that's, that's true. how I didn't old think we were. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's how old it is. But yeah, so chips were 45 cents. A beer was 90. So anytime someone ordered two bags of chips, we rang it up as a beer because it was a lot easier to explain missing chips than missing beers. Oh. And we kept a tally next to the register. Oh. So we knew when we closed, we had so many beers we could drink. <laughs> Because they wouldn't bat an eye at a missing case of chips. Uh-huh. But if they were missing one beer, they'd get all upset. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. And I was such a Dudley do-right when I started working there. Like, I remember, like, my first night doing dishes at closing. Yeah. Like, the normal person would take 15 minutes after they closed just to... Pretty much they were just getting the dishes wet and setting them. You know, dishes being, like, the those hoods where they, you know... Yeah. The stuff on the steam trays. I was there for three hours because I was trying to make them look, like, brand new. Oh, no. I was that, like... Yeah, you want... Let's do this Because it's a new job, yeah. 14, yeah. But, yeah, I got so fucking trashed. so that was uh my parents told me to get a job i got a job and i learned how to drink for free (laughs) i remember riding i got used to ride my bike to work and i was just riding home just plowed oh my god it was pretty sad then uh along the drinking peer pressure there's a i've never seen this guy his name is frenchy Uh uh-huh i believe it's australian which that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But this is his take on peer pressure in Australia. So I love Australian culture. One of my favorite things about Australian culture is our peer pressure culture. <laughs> we have so many different ways of getting our friends to do something. It's a fucking art. It really is. And usually all we want them to do is to come out with us or to drink. That's all we want. <laughs> We've got the classics that you're scared. You won't do it. You won't drink that beer from your shoe. You won't shove that ketamine. <laughs> you won't inject meth in your eyeballs. <laughs> Fuck off, I won't. <laughs> we got the you've changed, you used to be cool. <laughs> the old you would have done it. The old you would have got your dick out at Subway. <laughs> Oh, fuck, Woody. Oh, it's coming out then. Who wants a two-inch? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot about the boys. Yeah, the boys. Do it for the boys. <laughs> we got do it for the girls, but it doesn't work as well because girls aren't as dumb as us. <laughs> we got this one line, my favourite line, the most Australian line you'll hear in your life, simply, 
Don't be a shit cunt. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? No, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be a shit cunt. <laughs> My friend had this really good one. He got it from the movie Transformers. The original one, Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox in it. There's this scene in it. There's this scene in it where Shia LaBeouf's in the car. He's trying to get Megan Fox to come in because she's freaking out about the robots because she's a fucking muggle like that. A muggle. And this is how it goes, word for word, okay. He goes, get in. She goes, no. <laughs> Not in that voice. <laughs> no. Nah. She says it in an American accent. Get in. Now. <laughs> okay, I can't do fucking accents. Get in, no. Then he says this. You can look it up. Word for word, he says this. He goes, in 50 years from now, when you're looking back at your life, don't you want to say you had the guts to get in the car? <laughs> Isn't that the same line Ivan Milat used to say? So I had to look up Ivan Milat. Yeah, who's that? So apparently he was an Australian serial killer in the early 90s. <laughs> and he was known as the backpacker murderer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a great one. In 50 years. He was, yeah. He was the equivalent of our Ted Bundy, pretty much. Okay. So so now we've already touched upon people backpacking getting murdered yeah, by a serial true. killer. <laughs> Whoa, even another way I didn't consider of why I shouldn't go backpacking. So at first I heard that, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I looked it up, I'm like, oh god, that's hilarious. Here goes. <laughs> and in the movie, she gets in the car. How would that work in real life? Oi, Frenchie, who 50 years from now, when you're all looking back at your life, don't you want to say you had the guts? To buy the first round for the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll definitely work in real life. I'm fucking straight up there. <laughs> I love that. Buy the first round. Because, yeah, we say some stupid shit. <laughs> no, I remember... Uh, we can't even say in 50 years anymore. No, I don't... Now want... we'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll be, like, really... Um, no, I'm not going to be around. You could be, but it could just be your head on top of something. That's no. Like, Boop. I'm Boop. good. I don't think I'm going to be around in 15 years, but anyway. <laughs> but along the lines of that, I remember we had a party at a guy named Gene's house in high school. Do you remember that one? No. It was our senior year. It was the one where a young lady pooped herself. Uh, uh, I think I was there, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't there for that part. Okay. Well, Mark and I were there, and I was yeah. his ride, and we were in Newark, and I had to take him back to Castro Valley. Yeah. And I remember that I had quite a lot to drink. And uh -huh. I remember the cops showed up and they said, dude, we got to go. And I was in no shape to be driving. Yeah. And I couldn't start my own car. So they put Mark and I in my, Mark and me, in my car, started it for me. And then I drove home from Newark to Castro wow. Valley. Wow. Holy crap. There's some peer pressure when they start your fucking car for you. No, <laughs> tell you to drive do home. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not always so serious. Here's a guy named Daniel Sloss talking about a different type of uh, peer pressure. Here goes. Well, let's follow the train of logic, shall we, right? I didn't like alcohol. I met people that drank alcohol. Now I drink alcohol. I didn't like drugs. I met people that took drugs. Now I take drugs. 
I've met loads of vegans. (laughs) (laughs) Nah! (laughs) And that's why I love vegans, because vegans have proven that peer pressure does not work. (laughs) What a fucking myth! (laughs) Not drinking when your friends are drinking? Oh, that's tough. Saying no to a joint when all of your friends are high? It's never been done before. But eating steak at a table full of vegans. <laughs> All right. Thank you, David. Our I Daniel. guess we have that story. We just can't say who told it to huh. us about the the gookie cookie. Oh, yeah. That's just fucking... That <laughs> Is that too shit. much for this? We talked about it here Did once, we? I think. Yeah, it was like the he was uh, pledging for a frat and they... I hope that those stories were just made up. I hope so, too, because that's uh, ultimate of yeah. peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. Just to, you know, I think if I were, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a fan at all, but my thing would be just to make these people do these humiliating things, and the one guy that said, fuck you, I'm not doing this, I'd pull him aside later and say, you're the guy we want. You passed. You passed. You passed. All these guys, we're just going to keep torturing him until they just wash out. Do they give up? And that's not right to do either, but still- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, it makes sense that peer pressure only works if what what they're suggesting is something you would do. Because I remember at the end of high school, mm-hmm. two of our buddies, it was Roger and um, and Mark that were going, dude, join army with us. Yeah. And we were watching movies. I do it, do it. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I took the ass fab with those assholes. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> See, you almost said, I was like, uh-uh. No, I'll you watch movies with you. any job you want. The recruiter was just too slimy. I was like, no, nah, this is a bad idea. Yeah, see, that it. one didn't work on me at all. I was like, yeah. nope, I'll be the one that dies first. Nope, nope, yep. nope. And it's like, yeah, peer pressure works when it was other stuff. Like, want to drink with this? All right, you guys are mean. Oh, you want to do this? Yes. Although, but that was like, nope. <laughs> although I do recall one of those guys was the one that said, I'm sick of tired people telling me what to do. I'm joining the army. <laughs> <laughs> so that made me like, oh, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, well, I did find an article called When Peer Pressure is a Positive Thing. Uh, it's kind of a long one, but uh, I'll just go over the highlights and I'll post a link in the show notes. You can check it out. But, you know, I mean, usually what we're afraid of is, you know, other classmates telling them to drink, skip school, just do stupid shit when they're driving. But yeah. they can actually do good stuff because kids look to each other for guidance. Yeah. So one friend's good example can go a long way. Positive peer pressure often involves more encouragement and support than actual pressure or persuasion. Yeah, like when I used to make you go to church more and get got you to... No, that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> Not once. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so here's some examples of positive peer pressure. Uh, one would be forming a study group where you're all in it for the same reason. Yeah. You know, it's not an adult that's telling you to do it. It's just some other kid thought of it. So it's like, okay, well, he wants to study, so I'm not going to come off looking like a dork and we can still have some fun in it, you know, that type of thing. I felt like that's less peer pressure and more of like accountability, like you're you're working together. And yeah, but there's the, but if the kids, it's their pressure, not pressure, pressure is not the right word. They're just encouraging you, hey, let's study together. Yeah, that's better because it's not like it's like no. you missed this, like you suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't come anymore now. <laughs> yeah. And then there's putting a stop to gossiping can be a positive peer pressure just Ooh. by, why do you say that? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah. You know, just the fact that someone's willing to stop piling on. Yeah. 
because you know you and I are both guilty of just like ah oh my god yeah trying new things a lot of times kids aren't going to try it because they're afraid to do it alone and if another kid goes with them yeah they're willing to try it you know like someone wants to go join a club or something this is true I remember freshman year of high school like we were both talking about wanting to join football but we weren't sure about well what do I do I never played you know that type of thing oh that's right and in a way that was peer pressure because the coach was like join wrestling because I'm the coach and we're like okay the coach told us to and then I lasted like two weeks. That was the worst ever. I hated wrestling. I wish I stuck with it, cause, but my dad made me stop. Really? Yeah. I had to fake my paperwork to play football. Wow. Why did he Why did he make you stop wrestling? What was it about the wrestling? In his mind, wrestling was WWF. Oh, yeah, like he thought you were going to get really hurt yeah. and, throwing, and throwing chairs at each other. Yeah. Um, they talk about adults can lay positive peer pressure on each other. Interesting that you brought up the thing about the guy that didn't want to drink. Yeah. They have an example here of a guy says, you know, hey, have a drink. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm driving. Mom, one's not going to hurt. It's like, yeah, but I just don't want it. And then just yeah. give me a sparkling water. Yeah. And then you give it and then you notice that the guy that was pushing it suddenly isn't drinking either. Yeah. Or he just drinks like a fucking fish. Yeah. Whatever. I yeah. guess I'm that person now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I will be the one that says, no, I'm not going to. I yeah. don't. And that sometimes I've got people who go, well, I'm not going to. Well, people don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, because they're so used to joining the rest of the crowd. And yeah. Now it's just, I don't give a f- yeah. fuck. It is funny because it's so random that when I was at Harry Potter World, I bought <laughs> this mug. So there's another dollar. Mm-hmm. But I was getting it for Annie, but you could only get it by buying a beer and i'm like well i just want to buy the mug i don't want a beer and they're like well i guess you could do that and they sold it to me Mm -hmm. but then when i went to pick it up they gave me a beer and they're like you can have a beer i'm like well dump it out i don't want it they're like what (laughs) like it's just funny that it's like they even there they couldn't expect why would you not want it like it's part of the cost of like dump it. You I know? wouldn't want it because it's a shitty mug. Oh, <laughs> how rude! We like it. Well, that's how they get you because there's and there's not much to get that's like unique yeah. to you can only get it there. Yeah. Shitty mug. It's how a dare shitty you? mug? But I mean, they pretty much talk about how you're gonna notice. You know, as your kids get older, they pull away from you and start looking to their friends, which is scary as fuck. Yeah, they're definitely vulnerable to peer influence. Teens are more likely to make positive choices for themselves when they see classmates doing things like this: participating in sports and clubs, speaking up against bullying or gossip, helping others, and volunteering or getting a part-time job. Although me getting a part-time job led me to. Stealing from a corporation and getting drinks for free. <laughs> anyway, they might want to do these things already, but just seeing that other kids are doing it, it makes it takes away the stigma of things being uncool. So, yeah, yeah. And it all comes down to hoping that they get into a good group of kids. Yeah. Because my kid has bad taste in his friends. Right. But <laughs> hopefully none of his friends' parents are listening right now. <laughs> but, you know, as far as how peer pressure works, there's explicit and implicit. The explicit is, you know, like a kid says, hey, we're all skipping class because, you know, Mr. Dixon's an asshole. Come with us, you know. Yeah. And then there's the implicit where it's just unspoken stuff. And then suddenly your kid is like wanting to like suddenly changing different music or wanting to play games he's never talked about. It feels a little bit like peer pressure when you're trying to get your kid to do something new like getting Olivia to ride those rides mm-hmm. a lot of times I was like you're gonna be fine yeah. it's gonna be every other ride you've ever ridden mm-hmm. and, and, you know 
it does feel like it because by the end because there's a lot of times where she'd be like i said i don't want to go and mm-hmm. stop bothering me but then when she did it she was happy mm-hmm. but it's it was just funny that it sounds like it the more we're talking about this yeah and then but when we were walking after she rode uh, jurassic park it's like we go through these things where she's finally made these like leaps forward and she goes on these rides she was afraid of or whatnot mm-hmm. then we walked by this guy and his two kids who were like one kid must have been like six and they're like we don't want to ride the mummies like you're riding it and just just save it just get it we're going i don't even want to talk about it i was like see 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 it could have been like (laughs) she's like that doesn't make it better but it could be like that yeah but i mean just (laughs) you know like having i bet you she would want to ride everything if you brought another friend along of hers if that friend wanted, yeah, that's if that friend was well, like in. Annie, I mean, was yeah, yeah. your peer pressure. Yeah, that made it work. You know, yeah. stand in last mm-hmm. time. It's like, okay, I don't want to not look cool in front of Annie. Yep. So I'm going to go do this. And yeah. it was fine. Yeah. Of course, then you'd feel really like shit if she got scared, barfed and shit herself. And part of it too, the peer pressure, I think that worked was she also was like excited to come back and tell mm-hmm. the cousins and everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She's got something to brag about. Yes. Like now she'll be the one if they come like, what's the matter? You? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll wrap this thing up. Tips for fostering positive peer pressure. One, talk to them. You should be talking to your kid anyway. Yeah. You can either offer guidance kind of subtly. You know, just figure out what you can do to improve things, to nudge them that way without explicitly saying, yeah, you should do that. Yeah. You know, even just ask them, like, what is it? How do you feel when your friends talk about things you don't want or don't like? Yeah. And, you know, even make them do the pros and cons thing. But, yeah. And they also say to encourage rather than forbid because, you know, once you forbid someone something, they want it. Uh, and then the subtle encouragement, the example they have is hoping they bring their grades up, praise their effort when you see them studying, and offer support. For example, if you'd like to have your friends over for a study session, I'll take your brother and sister out for a couple hours after school and bring back some snacks. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, hey, look, you're going to have the house to yourself. Yeah, that's cool. Aiming to promote healthy friendships. Encourage them to spend time with friends who treat your child and other peers with kindness. Yeah. And also set a good example, because if you're an asshole, guess what? Your kid's going to be an asshole. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because that has been effective. I know with Olivia over the years, just anything her cousin does that's only eight months older than Mm -hmm. her, without even trying, just the fact that she did it it would make her suddenly be like, Mm -hmm. that's how she rode her bike. I spent a year trying to get her to ride the bike and was holding the back of the bike for a year. Like, don't let go. Went one weekend with her cousin sitting there and I get a video back and I missed it because all of a sudden she's writing it perfectly mm-hmm. because Fury did it. Yeah. Fury and the, how dare you do it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, because everyone's doing the after school special peer pressure thing where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you smoke pot, you yeah. drink this. Yeah. There's plenty of good things that you can get from peer pressure if you're smart about it. Yep, yep. Just seeing that was enough to make her go like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Now, we're going to pressure you to check out our sponsor, the Seattle Gummy Company. Yes, if and you're it, cool. If you're cool, yeah. you'll get them. Mm-hmm. Click the link in our show notes and enter the code STANDUPDADS15 and get 15% off your order. Mm-hmm. They make high-energy mocha shots. One cup of coffee is worth of caffeine and one gummy. Works five times faster than a cup of coffee and is half the price of what you would spend at a uh, chain coffee shop. And they're delicious. Yep. Mike and I, we've been enjoying them for over a year now. Could not say enough good about them. And, you know, if you're not into the caffeine stuff, they've got one for you. They've got the CBD gummies. They have the multivitamin gummies. Yeah. I love the the CBD ones. I love them. 
<laughs> yeah. And their pineapple, they're hella good. Yeah. They're hella good. <laughs> anyway, click the link in the show notes so they know we sent you. Seattle Gummy Company, stand-up dad tested and approved. Get shit done. <laughs> now. Here's a story about a bad daddy. <laughs> the first one is not necessarily a bad dad, but it's an awesome bad dad-related article. Here it is. Do you have the world's baddest dad? An Indiana brewery wants to put his face on their beer can. Wow. that's <laughs> So there is a brewery in Fairmount, Indiana called Bad Dad Brewing. I need to reach out to them and make them a sponsor. Yeah. So you give them a story about how your dad just fucked up. Yeah. And the winner gets their face put on their beer can for a year (laughs) as the bad dad of the year beer. (laughs) Get a $300 bad dad gift card that can be used to buy bad dad beer and pizza for a year. Yeah, there's. I'm going to put the link in there so you can apply. <laughs> uh, you have to apply by May 31st. We can apply ourselves. Yeah, to put our head on it. That's true. Who wouldn't want? I want the. <laughs> Let me see. They've got a little the bad dad bad of the dad. year. You can put <laughs> your face on there. Here's what they're looking That's for. That's funny. And I quote: "We're looking for epic tales that best encapsulates everything your dad or father figure is to you, and what you think will earn them a spot in our bad dad hall of fame." A funny story, bad advice, a famous dadism, or anything you can think of that shows us how your dad hilariously succeeded at being a number two dad. (laughs) Photos and videos are not required, but highly encouraged. The more badass and downright crazy, the better. But please, nothing illegal. That's awesome. I am going to put that up there. Uh, Apply. Let me know if you guys do. We just had Mother's Day. In honor of Mother's Day, our bad dad is a bad mom this week. (laughs) Florida mother, 35, is accused of instructing her son to punch another boy in the balls and gut before joining joining in the fight herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> she joined in the fight herself. How old was the kid? And that's what pisses me off. I looked oh. this up because the last line, the ages of the children were not mentioned in the report. Huh. So she's 35. I mean, the kids could be anywhere from single digit to high school. This is true. Yeah. Uh, and she's in Florida, so I'm going to say the kid was like 14. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently she was confronting a child about knocking over a baseball hoop and encouraged her son to confront him. They arrested the mom on Friday in Orange City. The victim was walking alone down the street when the mom confronted him, shouted at him, and then called for her son to come out of her house and fight him. Oh, my God. This bitch is crazy. So it wasn't even like the son got in a fight and she jumped in. Yeah. She actually was the one started it. Yeah. The son started smacking the other boy, and then she told him to hit the boy in the balls and gut, <laughs> and then oh, she joined yeah. in. She punched him in the head, slapped him, and tried to get when he tried to get up. The victim had a large cut on his forehead. Her knuckles were bruised. Then it was for knocking a basketball hoop over? Yeah, like the day before. You know those ones that you set up on the street? Oh, so they walked by and... I don't know. I mean, this could be, she just could be crazy. Or she, yeah. But she's facing she's charges. Like, oh, wait. I'm sorry. You're the wrong kid. <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Happened the day before. Yeah. So she admitted offering guidance while the fight was happening. Oh, my God. She is facing charges of child abuse and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And she fits into horrible peer pressure. <laughs> she was forcing her kid. Yeah. The kid was getting Come peer on. pressured. Into Come be- on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Come on. Yeah. Hit him in the balls. Don't be a pussy. I know. That's, yeah, the worst peer pressure. I'm your mom. Uh, and I could see the mom was probably cute when she was younger. I know she's white. She's not your type. <laughs> but anyway, she's probably great. That. I don't know. 
email us. Tell us what you think at thestandupdads at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate us. That's how the show grows. And I just drew a freaking blank. <laughs> you have your gag on this podcast. No, I know. What is it, cat? Kiki's really upset. Why? Um, she, well, thank God it turned out to not be cancer again on her chin. It's it's acne. So at mm. 15, she's just hitting her um, adolescence and getting kitty mm-hmm. acne, and she's really mad about it. Okay. And she's yelling at me, too, because we also were gone again ah. on a trip. So double things. like She's like, I've got acne, and <laughs> you're ditching me. Jesus. All right. Well, if you want to hire someone to draw a picture of your wife as a kid trying to steal from a store, who would they write to? <laughs> I will draw that one I know. for you. <laughs> you would write, write to me, pencil for hire, pencil for hire dot com or pencil for hire on Instagram. Well, Mike's done trying to plug it, but I want to keep doing it. Uh, Clumsy Love. Mike has an autobiographical collection of his own comics. It's about 600 comic strips. Click the link in the show notes. Check it out. It's got his life before and after having kids. It is great. You'll like it or else your next podcast is free. Again, Seattle Gummy Company. Click the link in the show notes. Enter the code STANDUPDADS15. Get 15% off your order. We love that shit. And finally... My side project, the gag on this podcast that is run by Big Nick. This month we've been interviewing other podcasts and we've been having a blast. Uh, we did Film Rage a couple of weeks ago and that was great. Jim, he's up in Canada. Oh. That, that was a lot. That was probably some of the most fun I've had in a while. And we had Miles Long from Laughs and Rec podcast last week. That one's coming out this week. Cool. Just a good time. So we're having a lot of fun with that. You know, we want to go with the live stuff soon, but I have been enjoying being able to go to, uh, not go, but to talk to guys that are out of the area. Just opens it up a lot. Try and pressure your kid into doing something good this week, and we will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye.